When I was 17, I was a diehard lefty, so. It's thunderstorming outside, there's lightning. Hit me with it, come on! How smart can you be when you have huge mantids? Okay, he, him, go put your pronouns and go sit in the corner, I'll take care of this. It's just common sense. Hello there, vampire deer, how are you doing? Good, commoner, how are you today? I'm doing really good. First question, why vampire deer? What is that? Oh, it's a terrible name. Um, <laughs> everybody took all the good animals and then they don't even post anymore. So, you know what? I just had to fix them. Okay, interesting. Well, for those who are listening, could you tell them a little bit more about the aptly named bow-tied vampire deer? Like many of us, obviously discovered Bull. Um, I was lucky to discover him a little bit earlier. Discovered him about junior year of college, which was awesome. And um, been kind of just running. As soon as I read Efficiency, that's when the light bulb moment came and like everything fucking changed. Like, because I found him for investing advice and I was looking like how to invest my like, what, like 500 fucking dollars in college, which is like absolutely worthless. Like, and then he basically was telling me, you're broke. You need to make a fucking online business or you're going to die. You're going to eat bugs and like all this crazy shit was going to happen. So then I had to ultimately pivot. But it took me a lot of time to get to actually starting a business. It was a long and windy road to get there. Yeah, totally relate to that. Definitely was like a pouring water, like a big bucket of water on your face when you read some of his stuff. I did the exact same thing. I was into crypto because it was going up in 2020 and 2021. <laughs> and then I would watch BitBoy videos in those videos where they like project the golden bucket is to buy Bitcoin. If you've ever seen those with like the price charts and like right. really, really NPC behavior for my $100 of Cardano. Like it's just really not good, <laughs> um, but totally relate. So then what was the instigator of like, okay, now I'm going to start a business. Yeah, after reading Efficiency, that's when I realized. And then it really came down to it. I was like, oh, I need to like invent this like whole new product. It needs to be completely unique. It needs to be like the next fucking Apple or else it's not going to be successful. And then like I was just scrolling on Twitter and I think I read something from a possum. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was just like, if you don't know what to sell, just sell like fucking lamps or something. And then then I realized I was like, all right, like I got to just do something. And I was, and then I eventually, I got into supplements because I've always been a huge like health and fitness guy. I've been, been working out since like seventh grade. I played college sports and all that. So like that really ultimately drove me to start a supplement business and it's more niche. It's a, it's a sleep supplement. So like, obviously it's not like a protein powder or like a pre-workout, which is like a little bit more saturated, I would say. And so started with that sleep supplement business and i had no idea what the fuck i was doing like i can't stress this enough to you like i had no fucking clue i still don't really fucking know but i'm still going at it um <laughs> when i first started like i just bulk ordered the ingredients online i ordered like magnesium powder zinc um few other ingredients and then i would just mix it together and then i would just try it on myself and then I would write down how I felt like I would try out different dosages and like different timings to do it. And then I gave it to my parents. I gave it to my friends. And once it was well received from them, I was like, OK, maybe this can be something. So then I also decided to go and I cold DM like all these lacrosse players. 
because I played college across. So I was like, all right, these guys are like athletes. Like obviously sleep is going to be super important to them. So I just cold DM them to try it and got actually a lot of good feedback from them. I was looking in my journal the other day and I realized that that was probably like the biggest like make or break at that moment. Like if they didn't like it, then I wouldn't have went forward with it because obviously if, if random people are going to tell you that you have a good product, then they mean it. Like as long, like if it's your mm -hmm. friends and family, like it's totally different because if your friends and family say it's good, like, Oh wow, this is great. Like, that's not they're they're giving you bias obviously because they know you and they want to they want to help but like when you have that other other uh field at play then it just helps so much more this is like the scrappiest jungle story i've heard ever this is awesome so how so you say okay i want to make a sleep supplement how do you even come up with the concoction to st like magnesium plus something else like how do you even learn a basic formula to iterate on it was just raw research. Like, um, I, I, it would just be day in, day out, just like looking at other, looking at what other products had. Cause I, I tried a similar product before and I re I enjoyed it, but like, I didn't really think they marketed it too well. So I used like similar ingredients from them. I knew I wanted to stay clear of melatonin. Um, never really been a big fan of melatonin. Like I used to be like super dependent on it and like would have to, like if I took melatonin, like I would have to keep taking it or else I would never be able to sleep. So that was out of the question. And it would make me feel super groggy for these morning workouts that we had because I was still playing college across. So I want, I honestly wanted to create something around that. I wanted to create an ultimate recovery supplement for like college athletes that wouldn't like fuck up your hormones and shit with melatonin. So I wanted to stay clear of that. You wanted to make something that you didn't have access to. So you felt like there was a hole in the market. Like, I don't really like using melatonin, but I need something that helps me knock out really quick so I can get good sleep before practice in the morning. Was that the the business problem that you were trying to solve? Yeah, 100%, 100%. And then that obviously, and then it completely changed who my target market was after uh, multiple conversations with Chester. Okay, man. tell me more about that. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, so, um, yeah. Um, just in terms of Twitter in general, like it's so important to like talk to like, it's so crazy how like I'm able to like cold DM like a jester or a, a bro side who are just like fucking awesome at e-com, especially bro side with supplements. Like he's been a huge mentor for me personally. And then jester in general, he, he's just an absolute fucking killer. So yeah, I, all right, let me go back. Let me, okay. let me go back. So yeah, I started making it. I was making it myself and then eventually had to find a manufacturer, obviously, because I was still like making it all on my own and shit. I eventually like partnered with my dad and because he he was like really big on it, like he loved it and he's owned a lot of businesses. So he's definitely been a huge mentor for me as well. And he basically helped me fund it because I was a college kid. I had no fucking money. So he helped me fund it. And now I just I'm on a I'm on a payment plan to pay him back, which is Mm -hmm. a fun monthly expense but uh <laughs> the problem with manufacturing with supplements is that it, it takes so much time to find a good manufacturer they they do not come easily it's really unfortunate like a lot of the guys in the united states are really tough um grossside had a really good tweet on it that if you wanted to look into that more has a lot more information but it took me probably about six months to finally 
get a manufacturer and then get samples because the samples weren't coming out the way I liked it. It wasn't giving me the effects I was desiring. So we went through like three or four sampling processes. And unfortunately, this doesn't take like a week and then you get a new sample. It's like, oh, it takes like three or four weeks. And then if you get multiple samples, you're looking at two or three months. And so that just kept piling on, piling on. So I had the idea in December and then we didn't launch until August. And then it's actually kind of funny the way that I got the first sale. So I had like a viral video on TikTok and I recently like updated my website. And when I updated my website, like the buy now button was open. And so this random guy just bought it. And I was just like, it was like a really weird mix of emotions. I was like really happy, obviously, that somebody bought my product. But like, I was like, oh my God, like I don't even have fucking product to ship this guy. So <laughs> It, that was uh that was fun i had i emailed him and was just like hey like uh you're not gonna get this for another month do you want your money back like, well he never answered but he got his product <laughs> eventually that is sick this whole thing is absolutely sick it's really interesting because was this the first idea that you had so you're in college you read bowtie bowl you're like okay i'm gonna die unless i start a business sleep supplement <laughs> is the first idea that you had yeah it was literally like it was so it was literally right after I read that tweet from a possum. He was like, you need to just do something. And I was like, oh, I like this product. And it was sitting right in front of me, like the similar product. So I was like, all right, like, here we go. This is what I'm fucking doing. Like, <laughs> I think that's the difference between men and women, because, you know, I was going to just toil about what on earth am I going to sell? And I'm still toiling with what on earth am I going to sell? So that's so interesting that you picked the idea and you ran with it and you're already selling units, whereas a lot of other people take a much more winding road. Like we tried this and we did this and we ended up where we did, but it's just interesting. Um, the different entry points, I guess. So we're almost coming up on the anniversary of at least the idea, which is kind of cool. I was just oh. scrolling through all the old pictures of, cause I used to mix it in just like a blender. And so I had, <laughs> I literally looked like I was a drug dealer. I had bags of white powder like, and I would hand them to all these people and people would probably be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, what was the reaction from, I don't know, if you were living, like, with other people on the lacrosse team or, like, your friends? Were they, you know, great job, dude, or what the hell are you doing? Um, definitely a combination of my uh, both. Uh, I had I had two really supportive roommates that, like, were trying every day, and they, they loved it and stuff. So they, I was very thankful to have that. And, um, th yeah, that that definitely helped because, especially in, like, the early days of things like that, like, the idea is super fragile. So like, obviously, if someone were to not like it, like that would have definitely hurt the ego a little bit. Now, if somebody doesn't like it, like, I don't fucking care. But like in the beginning, like that, that stuff does really make a difference, which is why I think it's best for a lot of people just to keep it, keep it on the down low, obviously, in the beginning. You are criminally underfollowed. I was trying to read through some of your tweets. You don't tweet about the the supplement stuff that much, though. You talk about like TikTok and things like that, but the actual manufacturing of the supplement, how you sold it, like all those things. Is there a reason why you don't like show your TikToks or things like that? I just don't tweet a lot. Like I probably should get into it more, which is why I wanted to jump on this because like I don't want to say like I kind of deserve the follower count I have. Like I only have like. I had the one viral tweet, which was just like my first sale and then like me cracking 1K. But like, <laughs> other than that, like, I'm not really someone you need to follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're doing great. If that counts for anything. Um, 
what are some of the like economics of the business? If you don't mind me asking, like, was it super capital intensive to start? Are you making money on each one that you sell yet? Are the margins good? Because I was remember asking um, Brosidon about his supplement and the margins were pretty tight because he was sourcing like really good ones and he was manufacturing in the US. And so that meant like it was more of a volume play per se. Just wondering if that's the same with your business. Right. Um, yeah. So I also am in the United States, which definitely makes a difference. You can get it way cheaper overseas for sure. But I never really wanted to go that route because I knew the quality would mm-hmm. 100% go down. But and I, I just I, I don't like China. I don't I don't want to I don't want to give them my fucking business. I'd rather <laughs> keep it in the United States. <laughs> but um, I'm not profitable yet. Obviously, plan to be profitable, but we are making we are making money per unit, which is good. So uh, it really just comes down to continuing to do what I'm doing. And as as Jester says, I just need to 10x doing what I'm already doing. So that's that's the plan. So are you hiring other people to help you do this? What's kind of the next phase for scaling it? Yeah, definitely hiring. Uh, I would love to talk about that. I um, For UGC content creation is the wild, wild west out there. You got to really make sure that you vet these people because I hired a TikTok organic creator and it was the first one I hired and it was from a reputable discord. I'm not going to say the name, but, and apparently it was supposed to be this reputable kid from the discord. Like he was this and that, like he blew up this product, that product. I was like, great, I'm going to do amazing. Like I'm going to have the best month. Like I'm going to make $10,000 this month. This could be awesome. And then he goes to make content and it is absolute dog shit. It is like horrible. And I don't, I didn't get any sales room spent like $1,200 on it and literally saw zero return. He didn't even get more than 30 followers on his TikTok account. <laughs> it was horrible. So mm-hmm. in terms of hiring, always make sure you vet these people. I should have done it more. And I only hopped on like one call with them. I didn't like, try to find any um any people to like vouch for the kid or whatever so i should have i should have done that for sure so if you're listening to this and you want ugc content creation vet those motherfuckers yeah i think that's one thing that i'm looking to start to hire someone to or just outsource some of the shorts that i'm making for either the podcast or for some of the more like political stuff that i do and jester this is the one thing he yells about at me about all the time is you have to write standard operating procedure and hand it off to a virtual assistant like there's no glory in doing this yourself yeah and i struggle with spending the money even though i know like it's probably going to be a good return on my investment but just for the reason you just described but it's the right thing to do because and jester just tweeted about this like an hour ago he's like you can't duplicate yourself you have to learn how to delegate or you will never scale but that's definitely like the thing that i am the the breaking point that I have right now that's keeping me from going up to the next level is the scaling is going faster and hiring someone. I know Fawn has like an army of VAs. Like <laughs> I just need to find the right person and like really invest in the SOP. I don't know. I just wish there was like an AI way you could do it just to speed yourself up. But I totally relate. Like definitely the thing that is slowing me down right now. Right. And then once you get that, though, your creative energy is going to be wide open. Like you're going to probably just 
go crazy with like different ideas that you're going to have. And then it, I feel like your mind is just going to open up so much more. So, yeah, I mean, if you can try to get that as soon as you can, you definitely should. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have, you're still on the hunt then looking for a, uh, another VA to do that? Um, or what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not at that point yet. I'm just, I, I'm really looking to grow my TikTok brand because that's where, that's where most of my audience is. And like Jester said, I just need to do 10 X more of the same. And I've just, I've hired two for this month. And so far, so far, so good. We're only about three, three videos deep and we're already making sales. So that's already a hundred times better than the last kid. So yeah, that's all you can ask for. And how'd you find these guys? Um, just through Twitter and then just like cold DMing these kids. And then I would also reach out to the other brands that they already worked with just to make sure that like everything was all right with them and like that they weren't fucking scumbags. <laughs> and did you send them over any content that you had recorded to make stuff with? Or are they like downloading videos from the internet and slicing them together? What's that look like? Usually like for that, like, especially for supplements, like I'll send them over like my product and then they will go in and then they'll make clips of it or mm -hmm. they'll use some of the clips that I already have used that have went viral. So yeah, they'll, they'll make it their own and they'll, they'll come up with their own hooks and their own like meat and potatoes of the content. And, um, e either they'll make their own account or they'll, or they'll just give me the videos to post on my account since I have a uh, TikTok shop set up, which is an absolute cheat code. Okay. Tell me about TikTok shop. Why is it a cheat code? I absolutely love it. TikTok is really trying to push their, the e-commerce side of things. So they're giving away like insane discounts for um, brand owners, which is awesome. So I'll tell you when I first got on TikTok shop, they basically allow you to get like two free products so like they give you like a hundred dollars basically for free so i paid two cents for black seed oil and lion's mane which is insane it was eighty dollars but yeah i paid two cents and then that that company though they got full price which is absolutely unheard of like in e-commerce which is it's so mind-boggling to me it's amazing and like from my end uh i had somebody like last week my my product sells for like thirty nine ninety nine, and they used a TikTok TikTok shop coupon and they got it for twenty dollars. It's 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 awesome. Like I don't know if you're a business owner and you're not on TikTok shop, like you're you're leaving money on the table. Like that is something that needs to be set up. So is it easy to set up? Is it just I enroll in a professional account, I list my products, I make my TikToks, and they can buy right from it? Or is there anything else you got to do? Uh, it depends on the product you're selling. So I know with uh, with supplements, like you need to basically send in um, your certificate of analysis, which basically says that like your product has what you say is in it. And then you need to upload um, the label and the, the actual product itself. And then that needs to get reviewed. That took about, I want to say a week. And I'm not sure. I know food is also kind of similar with that. So like food and supplements. And I, I would imagine other products are similar to that. But if you want to upload like a clothing brand, that literally takes 30 seconds and mm. you're done. And then that you can upload sense. it. Yeah. This It sounds like TikTok shop is just trying to buy share from other places where you can buy products. Um, if you think that sounds right. So it's not going to last forever that they're going to do these crazy discounts. Have you had any experience selling through other platforms like 
YouTube, Instagram, and what are the differences from them in TikTok if you have? Um, I haven't really sold mostly on TikTok, um, TikTok shop and Shopify. So okay, interesting. So I, my guess is that the supplement will do fantastically on TikTok, um, because Gen Z, because it's just so visual, like all those types of things. You can do really cool things with that. Um, YouTube, I would say is probably a much older audience though. So you might get more grandmas if that is what you're right. looking for. And then Instagram is so social. So if you can get people to comment, to send to their friends, to put on their story, you can blow up that way. So it's gotta be something kind of controversial, which is why my like political shorts do really well on Instagram. It's because people are you know, they're obviously experts on the subject. So they're all debating in the <laughs> comments and then they're reposting on their stories about this person's an idiot or this person's a genius. Like it's just, right. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious, but that that's why it's doing well on Instagram. So supplements, you know, are people going to debate supplements and share on their Instagram stories? Maybe not, but I think maybe YouTube could work with all the older people. Yeah. Um, I actually really need to get on Facebook reels. Oh, uh, that's I've true. been yeah, so I've just been reposting con like any any piece of content that I put on TikTok. I also put on Instagram, and then I'm also looking to put it on Facebook Reels. That's something I need to get. I need to do more of that because that just gives you more of a chance to go viral, which which you obviously know all about, honestly. Because what something can do really well on YouTube Shorts or or um, Instagram reels, but like suck on TikTok. It's, mm -hmm. it's so weird how that works. Like, and it's probably, it probably has a lot to do with what you were saying earlier about like, depending on like people commenting and like sharing it, all, all that sort of things. Yeah. What are some of the tricks that you've learned on making your content work really well on TikTok? So you mentioned a hook. What does a good hook look like? Usually it's like a like a negative hook, I would say. Like so, these, uh, I feel it's it is sad, but that that is usually. No, that's what alpha. Works. That's yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's like supplements that gave me crazy side effects. Uh, oh, this is banned in the UK, or like um, what else? <laughs> I took this and I didn't wake up. That that's one of my big ones. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get people. And you get people in the comments who are like, oh, my God, like, are you OK? I'm like, nah, I'm just fucking around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't even think of that. The the, the negative hook in that way. My favorite yeah. is when um I post these like really silly cartoons and they've got like Nancy Pelosi's face on a stick figure and people and they're like seven seconds long. And they're like, you clearly never went to college. This is the most simplistic <laughs> explanation of capitalism I've ever seen. Clearly, it's far more complicated than this. I'm like, it's seven seconds. I drew it on my iPad. Relax. Like, it's just hilarious how like they just get really invested. That's one thing I'd like to hear your take on is it kind of feels like I am selling to NPCs to the the normies the the common folk i don't know how to say that in any way that doesn't sound elitist but like why do you care about a cartoon video on instagram you shouldn't like but i'll make it for you all day long do you feel the same way about your audience that it's like majority npcs and that's not our problem yeah it is sad because like i'll look at <laughs> i'll look at some of the people that are like commenting on my videos <laughs> you got better things to do with your time like go spend time with your family or something yeah it is interesting that it's like either you you either are one or you sell the one. Ooh. 
Yeah, that's true. Bowtie Bull would say you need to sell the rich people. So that's right. one thing that I've learned from starting out what I've been working on is that my audience is typically meant like it's really slated towards men, like 70 to 80%. And I don't want to think about that too, too much, but they're not going to buy nearly as much as women will, as you were just describing, but I already kind of have them. So for my next thing, I'm going to go to sell something towards women, like Pilates socks or something like that, something nice and yeah. light and fun. But it's interesting, like, I didn't think about any of this stuff when I first started. Like, I'm just trying to make something. I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. Now I'm like, okay, I need to sell the women. They need to be of this demographic. What are they likely going to buy? How can I market that thing? Like, just so much more structured in the way yeah. I approach it. And I don't know if you can get that any other way than trying. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important. And like, obviously I, I would say for most people just start because you're not going to get any other experience through that. But like, obviously like talking to you and like looking at your content on Twitter, like I know you're going to start. Um, and the fact that you're going at it like pragmatic like this is definitely smart. Cause like, it, like I said, like if I could go back and realize that I was selling to older women in the beginning, then I would have totally like i would have had my supplement look beautiful it would have been like this like bright pink looking thing like it would it would have been a completely different name it would have been like uh, it would have just been like a beautiful looking product that was going for going towards women so like i totally understand what you're saying in that aspect but you've learned that and you're 23 so for the next six or seven businesses you'll have that kind of knowledge already locked down so that's that's how i comfort myself with those types of things now you're you're scaling the business. You're on TikTok. You're going to do Facebook, Instagram Reels. Are you going to come out with any other products in your line or are you going to just focus on this one supplement right now? That's definitely something I've been thinking about in the future. Um, I know I need to change my company name because it's it's basically the product name. So mm -hmm. and it's all it's about sleep. So like it's <laughs> it kind of limits myself, obviously, because I definitely want to get into more of like a like a nootropic or something uh something like when you first wake up that you take and it's like something like coffee i don't know i've been i've been experimenting with it but i've also been just trying to focus my mental energy on just like creating the best tiktoks as i can because i know that's what's going to move the needle in terms of my business so like if but if i if i focus my mental energy elsewhere then i know then that's eventually going to fall so like it's I'm just really trying to stay like fucking tunnel vision and do like I do literally the same exact thing every fucking day. I wake up at like eight o'clock and then I have my remote SDR gig that Bowtie Bull told me to get. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then I do that all day. And then I literally I'll hit the I'll hit the golf range for like 45 minutes to get off my phone because I'm like glued to a, a phone or a computer screen that whole time. And then pretty much just work on Wi-Fi money from like 6, 6 p.m. till like 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. and then just like do it all over again. It's like and that, that that's what that's what this is all about. It's it's a fucking grind. Like, you know, it. like it is so hard. Like it is it is like the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. But it's also been one of the most rewarding things. And I'm I'm very thankful to have found like this side of the internet or else I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing right now. I'd probably just be probably just be fucking smoking weed and doing nothing with my life. So 
<laughs> no, I completely, completely relate. In the piece you said about tunnel vision on doing one thing, that is really, really good advice. When I was doing like, okay, I need to, I need to write a video. I need to record a podcast. I need to make two thumbnails. I need to make a short, like all these kind of different things. You feel scattered and you go yeah. slower. But if you say today is a short stay, I sit down at my computer for four hours and I just bang some out, you know, put your headphones in, don't look at anything else. I also think making a decision on something is kind of a source of energy. So we were talking about this before I started recording, but like I've made this decision that I'm going to make common sense its own channel. I'm going to make all these clips, all these shorts. I'm going to give this thing, really give it a go. I'm not going to just like dip my foot in the water and just upload it to my existing channel anymore. If you believe in this thing, like really give it a fair shot. And my production just skyrocketed over the weekend because I made this decision. So I think being focused and kind of burning the boats as parrotfish would say, is very effective in making you drill down. I don't know if you have any experience with that either. The, the shitty part about it is that like a lot of the times you're going to do all this work, but you're not going to see any of the reward, which is, um, which I think is commonly referred to as the pit of despair, which mm -hmm. uh, I've definitely, <laughs> I'm, I'm in it. And I'm like, you're, you're all, I feel like I've been in it for like three months, you know, like, because I haven't even I haven't seen like real crazy success yet. But like, I just I know that if I just keep doing what I'm fucking doing, that I, I will, I will fucking make something out of this. And I just need to keep doing what I'm doing just got a 10 x the same thing. And, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hit I, a lot of um and a lot of TikTok too. It's just like if you have that one viral video, then that can be that's like the framework. That's the blueprint for all the other viral video like mm -hmm, you could mm -hmm. make reply videos and then spin-offs you could and then you just keep remaking the same thing you're just going to make more money and then sell more products and make more people happy which is basically the goal right thousand percent and all the algorithms reward volume so you can make a very similar video that won't do well on monday but it does fantastic on thursday for no real reason other than you got lucky and there's nothing right. wrong with that. They're all just lottery tickets. So you have to keep putting your name in the hat when it comes to Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. If you stop posting for a week or two weeks, that's really not good for your chances. Um, right. So totally agree with that. And then in terms of like being in the pit of despair, in my eyes, you have sold a product several times to complete strangers through first the idea, the production, the willpower, the marketing and the execution all on your own to me i get that you're like i haven't made a ton of money yet i would not be in the pit of despair if i were you but that's just me <laughs> well i appreciate that i really do but um i think going off of that this is something that bowtie dino talks about a lot he calls it the the w cycle like the the goalpost just keeps moving you know like once you get that first sale you're like all right now how how can i get to two sales and then how do i get to 10 sales how do i get to 100 a 1, thousand and it just kind of it just goes from there and it's a it's a good cycle to be in but it definitely it's it's the, it's a good cycle to be in but you really need to make sure you're managing your emotions well because mm -hmm. you can get burnt out really easily going that way that's one of the reasons why like i like like to hit like golf balls every day i know it sounds stupid but like it gets me off my phone it gets me thinking of something completely else i'm like in my flow state like i think that's like one of the most important parts of my routine 
because it really breaks up the day between my nine to five and then my five to whenever the fuck I go to bed, <laughs> whenever I'm falling asleep in my desk. That makes a ton of sense to me. And it's interesting you bring that up because in my line of work, I have beach days. So I'm either on a project or I'm on the beach because they haven't staffed me yet. But on those beach days, like one is today, I got up, went to early Pilates, and I just sat at my computer all day long. I did not go for my yep. hot girl walk. So <laughs> I am regretting that now. You do get sucked into the void a little bit. But I think the routine part that you mentioned is really, really important. Like hitting golf balls, thousand percent, go off king, should do that. <laughs> Relax. Otherwise, you will become like a glow-in-the-dark alien that just crouches over their computer all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point that you bring that up because, like, when I was in college and I was doing all this, like, I like didn't see my friends. Like, I was like full, full monk mode, and like it, like for like four or five months, like at the end of my senior year, and that like really, like, I kind of robbed myself of like fun maxing my senior year. But I mean, like looking back on it like i'm i'm grateful that i was working during that time but like at the same time it would it would have been nice to go to like that extra party or something but i mean at the end of the day i don't have any regrets but like monk mode is definitely not sustainable if you take anything from that and it's tough when you look back at college specifically because i started then as well and you missed out on parties or things with friends that now you would love to just see for lunch or just to see them at all because you're all over the country yeah. now i i'm in the same boat of like sometimes i get nostalgic and i wish maybe i had chilled out a little bit but also would you really want to be a step behind where you are right now like i don't think so and i also think that there's no going back from where we are right now i don't know about you but i struggle to just sit and do nothing and it's like yeah. kind of a, a point of concern sometimes of just like can you please freaking relax that's my boyfriend talking <laughs> like <laughs> okay this is kind of funny one of his critiques of me is that i can't just consume anything without thinking about why was this made what's the message it's trying to <laughs> tell like normies how can i make a short about this or it's just something like that so are we watching the harry potter the part where snape gets killed by voldemort after being his loyal quote-unquote servant for 20 years and i go well that's corporate america for you and my boyfriend <laughs> just lost it he's just like relax god to make a short about everything so it's definitely a point of contention uh right now that's hilarious <laughs> but you know your head is in the right place though i mean like if you're always thinking about like content like that's how that's how the great I mean, if you look at Mr. Beast, like that dude, obviously absolute fucking killer. But like all that dude thinks about is fucking making the best YouTube videos. You watch any podcast with him. He's like he's like a complete autistic little kid, man. All yeah. he literally all he thinks about is this one thing. And that that's what makes him great. So like, I mean, kudos to you. That that's a really that's a great mindset. And I know it's it, it can be a double edged sword, but that's definitely a positive thing to have. So. Do you notice that as well? Like when you see commercials or advertisements, any content that you see, are you critiquing it in your head? Are you like, oh, that's a good idea. I can use that. Not not to the extent of you. <laughs> but I know when I see like supplement commercials where it's like the typical like um, testosterone boosting like bullshit supplement commercial where it's like, like it's like what everybody hates about the supplement industry is like mm -hmm. those bullshit commercials and like 
and all that that product's probably from china it's probably a shitty proprietary blend and it's like it's not actually gonna make you any better in any way so mm -hmm. that was also one of the reasons why i wanted to create my product because like i'm not going to use a proprietary blend like i'm going to i'm going to give you like an efficacious dose of like all my ingredients like i don't want to have like any no surprises no bullshit like there's a lot of products on TikTok and there's a huge product, but I'm not going to name that crushes, but like it is literally just a proprietary stock formula from fucking China somewhere. And it it's absolutely crushing and it, it hurts a little bit, but <laughs> I think it takes, it takes longer to build a really solid, like build a really solid product with, for a specific audience, as opposed to just kind of, churning a shitty product with really good marketing yeah that makes a ton of sense and for a supplement specifically like you have to overcome that barrier from your customer that they automatically are on the defense and think that this is a load of snake oil whereas other products yeah. that's not so much the case so is the only way to get over that hump like testimonials or people saying that they love this product and it really worked for them or is there any other way to kind of get over that hurdle? That's definitely a huge part of it for sure. Um, and what I've been doing a lot recently, which has been converting a lot more into sales is like, I'm actually showing my face on my content now just to like show like, Hey, I'm a real fucking person. Like <laughs> I'm not trying to sell you any bullshit. Like, um, so like all of my reply videos, like if somebody has a question about like, uh, like magnesium, then like, I'll just like hop on a quick, I'll show my face real quick, talk, and then take it off. I personally hate doing that, but mm -hmm. it's definitely it's definitely a necessary evil for me, especially with um with supplements because all all the TikTok supplement brands are mostly like faceless creators that are just kind of wildly blowing out of proportions like what their product actually does, which is yeah. a, a little frustrating to see. But like I think in the long run, if you have a good product that actually helps people then it's just gonna it's gonna take more time especially with me with like a smaller marketing budget than than these massive guys but as long like you really have to especially like a product in general like you just really have to genuinely have like that burning belief that like this product is useful and like people actually enjoy your product and if you don't then you're kind of fucked like you don't really you don't have anything that spurs a thought i don't know if this is a fair question but do you think that your big hurdle is getting people to choose your supplement over other supplements or is it just to attract as much audience as you can and convince them that they need this supplement it's kind of a combination of both because like since i don't use melatonin like i get a little bit of backlash which definitely creates some controversy and like i'm not like i'm obviously not an expert in this stuff like i speak to what uh, my personal experience with uh, melatonin use and there are there is legitimate data out there that says it's not perfect for your body but we're, I don't want to get too far into the weeds on that so like I used to kind of preach to the choir like don't use melatonin terrible for you whatever but like since then I've kind of become more level-headed and just tried to focus more on my product in particular and not like try to necessarily bash the other side and mm. just like really just hone hone on myself and like become my own brand like that's something I really need to work on and I'm still working on to this day okay that's super interesting one other question I had is after making so much shorts content you probably have to consume 
a lot of shorts content oh, from TikTok yeah. and all that stuff. Do you feel your IQ decreasing? Do you feel oh my stressed God. out? Like report from the front lines. Oh God, it's it is tough. Yeah, I'm I'm happy you said something about that because like a lot of what being like a brand owner is is like seeing what's working for other brand owners. So obviously I'm going to watch all their like super um their their content and it is like yeah, it it really does take a toll on you. Like I'll I'll admit like even this morning like I was kind of down down bad like I just wasn't really feeling myself. I was just watching I was just watching all these TikToks and like it's it really it it fucks with you. It fucks mm-hmm. with your head. And so like what I like to do obviously I think a lot of the jungle can relate is just get like a get a workout in reset yourself because if you're constantly consuming tiktoks like yeah your your iq is gonna it's gonna divide by 10 like <laughs> it's it's it's, yeah, it, it's tough it's tough but it's it's a necessary evil because there is a lot of the times when you're gonna learn like you're gonna see a different hook from a tiktok and be like oh like how can i flip that around and make it similar to like my product and then one of my most like all right let me this is going back to the early days so i was actually consuming tiktok like like we were just saying and i found uh an account that's like a holistic health account and they were posting similar content and then i kind of i made a similar post to them and this is when i had 80 followers like i had no followers no audience no nothing and then i made a post because i saw their post and it had it had a different hook and it was a different, uh, it was like a slideshow model instead of a video. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll try that out. And then I tried it and then bang, like 800,000 followers, mm. not 800, not 800,000, shouldn't say that, 800,000 views and then 1,000 followers like mm-hmm. overnight. I was like, holy fuck. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is insane. But so it is, it's necessary. You have to do it. But like, you really need to be mindful of like how much you're going to actually do that because it's, it's going to, it's going to lower your IQ for sure. It's, it's not that's not great for you (laughs) yeah it's something I worry about a little bit just because I want to hear what's trending the sounds like the different um what the challenges they do and all these things it's not like we're reading Aristotle or Socrates (laughs) like yeah becoming better citizens by doing this we're like we're working and I'm scrolling through TikTok trying to figure out what's trending and I do feel like tension and I get a little jittery and like I have all these songs in the back of my head that are like really high pitched Taylor Swift songs that are sped mm-hmm. up and things like that. Like it's uncomfortable. And I've noticed that in the, especially in the past month or two where I've really tried to like churn out short content. I'm like, wow, this is not good for me, but we're in the trenches. Yeah. Can't get out of it. Once you have a TikTok song stuck in your head, like you, that's like a required like ten sprints. Like you, you need to go like flush that out of your system. Like, you have, like a little twitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. It's it's so necessary, but it's also important if you're gonna do that. Like I have screen time set on my phone, so it'll be like I'll I'll set aside like fifteen minutes to just like scroll TikTok, like slight like not mindlessly, but just like with a with an intent of understanding like maybe the hook around the content or like how they displayed the certain product, et cetera. And then after that 15 minutes, like the pop-up will come and be like, stop, like you're done. And then after that I'll stop. So it's important to just like make those boundaries for yourself. 
I have the same 15 minute one. Um, otherwise yep. you get sucked, sucked down in the board. For anyone listening who's like, wow, this is great. This guy has built an entire business. What advice would you give them to get started from the ground up? I would say you really have to read efficiency. Like once once I read efficiency, that's when like my mind just my mindset just completely changed. Like that that was like the single most important piece of content that I have ever read in my entire life. Like across everything, like in terms of like dating, going out, um, building a business. If you read that and you haven't started something within like two or three years, then just stop. Just like go, go back, go, go enjoy normie life because it's not, it's not so bad. It, it sucks building a business. Like it is so fucking hard. Do you think some people are cut out for this and other people should not try business? Yeah. hundred percent. What are the traits of someone who is cut out for this? Um, it's a good question. I really don't think you need to be smart. Like it's kind of a bold claim. Like I don't consider myself intelligent. Like I think like I just kind of I just do shit. Like I just if it's anything. Like I'll ju- I just get obsessed. Like I'll just get obsessed with all these random things. Like I think that's one of my one of the traits that I have that has definitely helped me is just like pure raw obsession over just like really niche things and like it just so happened to be once I read that book be business so like I, I think I just kind of got lucky honestly mm. it's interesting that you say that because I think the content that you intake is super super important so I read Bowtie Bull's stuff which made me want to start but one of the things that really made me want to start is I saw one tweet that said 95% of the content on Twitter is made by 2% of the accounts most Twitter accounts have fewer than 500 followers so that statistic just really stuck out to me of like, I'm a consumer. I don't want to be a consumer. So there right. are these like really weird core memories that happen that make you change the path of your life. And so that was one was for me. Seems like efficiency was one for you. The reason why I talk about the, the trait piece is because I'm a very risk averse person, which typically you know, Bowtie Bull will tweet about this to this day. He'll say, if you're risk averse, if you're a top performer at work, if you care about your bonus, don't start a business. Like, I I check all those boxes, (laughs) very risk averse, like an A student, like all these things. But I think with Wi-Fi money, you're not risking anything. There's no risk. The only thing I'm risking is my time. And if I'm 23 and doing this and it doesn't work out, what else would I have been doing that I'm missing out on? So I think... The risk averse piece is not an excuse at this level. Sure, if you're broke and you have to buy a bunch of real estate, like don't be risk averse is probably a good idea. But I don't think it really applies to Wi-Fi money. That is my hot take in contradiction to Mr. Bull. You say you're risk averse, but like I don't think you're as risk averse as maybe you're mm-hmm. like playing off to be. Because like, I mean, you're still doing something. Like I feel like a, like when I think of a risk averse person, I think of someone like who's like in their house and just like scared to do anything but maybe i have maybe that's not exactly what uh it's not exactly right (laughs) i I wouldn't say you're risk adverse i mean you're you're put you're throwing the lottery ticket out there like you're saying then that's all that's all you can do you just gotta you just gotta stick your neck out and just fucking try something like that's all that's all this shit is i mean like nobody's gonna get it perfect the first time around and like Sure, it's not gonna it's not probably gonna be successful the first time around, but like you just gotta fucking try. Like I don't know if like 
my, my company is going to work out. Like maybe, maybe something's going to happen to where like I stop, stop selling anything. But like, I have this, like, I've gotten the dopamine rush of Wi-Fi money and like, I literally can't go back. Like, mm -hmm. I can't imagine just like packing in and being like, oh, fuck, like, <laughs> All right, didn't work. <laughs> this is it. Like, <laughs> back let's go back to hanging out at the bars. Like it's interesting you bring that up because I think you had to have a tiny screw loose to join the jungle, but in the best <laughs> way possible. Definitely weird to do this at all. So you have to have a little bit of humility, I think, or just openness to being a little bit off to do this. Thousand percent. So I think that's one of the characteristics of the jungle is that you had a little tiny screw loose, but in a good way. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm really lucky because I actually, I discovered the jungle through my brother, who is also an Anon Twitter account. I'm not going to, not going to say who he is, but he's a, from the jungle. Yeah, he's in the jungle too. Oh, and he, but you don't want to be associated. He, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I could tell. Should I just say it? I might just say it. Um, Yeah. Bowtied bow Qual, that's that's my brother. Oh, he's so yeah. nice. Oh yeah, he's the boy. That's yeah, awesome. he introduced yeah he introduced me to the jungle, and so I'm super thankful for that. <laughs> so we were um, we were looking for his cat. He had lost his cat, and it was like two in the morning, and we're like walking like these barren streets. It's cold as fuck. It's like thirty degrees, wind chill. And then we just kind of start talking. It's like one of those 2 a.m. conversations around like that, um, that glass table that you would have, you know, you know, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. And um, he was like, hey, man, like I found this like, like he was explaining it to me like anyone else was like, uh, it's like cartoon animals. It's on Twitter. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what are you, are you even like a cult? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is this shit? <laughs> and then eventually, uh. Eventually he got me in it and then he showed me efficiency. And that that's like the real, the real origin story of Bowtie Vampire. <laughs> so you told your friends that you have this supplement business. Did you tell them about the jungle though? No. Um, Interesting. Yeah. The junk, it's like a different animal. Um, I'll be <laughs> like some, I would say some of my um, IRL friends know about it, but like, they're all like my closest friends. So like mm -hmm. they already know me already. So like, they're not gonna like cancel me or anything right <laughs> so i think for the next business though if i were to obviously if like this supplement business doesn't work out like any other new e-com business like i would start like it would definitely be like completely in the dark to like everybody besides like maybe maybe family that's it because like I, there is like a part of me in the back of the back of my head that would think that like maybe there are certain people that I mean, I see I mostly see Bulls tweets about it all the time. It's like once you get like X amount of dollars and everyone's going to um, look at you differently, like always lie down, always lie down in terms of your income. So like I always have that in the back of my head, but like I haven't achieved like a level of success where like I'm at a point where people are like necessarily jealous, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. No, it makes total sense. The main reason I don't want to tell people early on is the chirping aspect like i don't want people to see me with a youtube channel with 76 subscribers like that would just kind of be like commenters trying to be a youtuber you know like right. it just i didn't want to deal with that so i think it was a good thing to be anonymous and 
The only people who know about it are my boyfriend, my brother, and my dad. My dad watches all of my videos. He is really number one fan. My brother, he like dips in and out, listens to a podcast or two. My boyfriend uh, listens and helps edit and all those things. But yeah, I've kept it very, very close to heart. And I don't think that's going to change. I think it gives you kind of a freedom to it. And it's just a lot to explain as you were mentioning. I have a funny story. I've told this a thousand times, but just in case you haven't heard it, I, I was just starting the podcast and I asked Bowtie Ranger to come on and he said, sure. 7am Saturday morning. And I say, of course, because it's Bowtie Ranger. It was (laughs) 7am Saturday morning, the week of Halloween weekend. And my friends from out of town surprised me by flying in to go out with me on Halloween, which is so nice and so gracious of them. But I have (laughs) Bowtie Ranger scheduled for 7am on Saturday morning of Halloween weekend. (laughs) And they're staying in my room. It's all these things. I can't cancel and I definitely can't tell them. So I'm like, ladies, um, we'll go out. It'll be fun. We'll come back. I have a call at seven in the morning. You guys go on your run. We'll get coffee after. It'll be fine. But I'll just be be on this call for a bit. And they're like, okay, <laughs> what are you talking about? So I take my mic and my computer and I go into my closet and I shut the doors. And they haven't left yet. I'm already talking about transgenderism, abortion, <laughs> Bowtie Ranger. They're like literally waking up after a night out on sleeping bags outside. And they get up and they go run and they come back. And they're like, commoner, what on earth were you doing? Like, who were you talking to? You were talking about transgenderism at 7.30 in the morning. And I was like, well, I was networking. He's in Europe. Like, this is what he wanted to talk about. It's really important for my next job that, like, I make these connections. And now they tell everyone that I'm in the CIA. So. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's hilarious. But you got to do it. And you know what? They don't really care. People don't care. They will make connections in their brain to justify your actions without ever understanding what actually is happening. They just don't care. That is so true. Everybody's in their own world. Like everybody's like so focused on like what they're doing, like how they look, like how they're presenting themselves to like the crowd or whatever that like one little uh transgender comment <laughs> in the closet with your <laughs> with your boss is just normal like <laughs> on a Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. Absolute blast, criminally underfollowed. So everyone listening, why don't you go over, give Vampire Deer a quick follow. Anywhere else you'd like people to go to check out your stuff? Just my Twitter. Uh, probably won't tweet that much, but yeah, you can give me a follow if you want. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again. Super fun. Have a great rest of your evening. You too. Thank you so much for listening. This has been yet another episode of Common Sense. If you liked the conversation, please consider hitting that follow button on Spotify. Oh, and tell everyone you've ever met to do the same. And while you're feeling generous, why not subscribe to my YouTube channel? I promise I've ridiculed at least one of the identity groups.